Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. I'm so excited today because we thought we were dead in the water, didn't we? But we're back with a bit of Singletown. What's happened? Well, <laughs> well, we were, you know, the violins come out in the last episode, Dave. We were morbid. You know, we've started reviewing Labour of Love as well alongside this. And one of our tremendous uh, followers had DM'd you, and he's saying he actually had it available on his Virgin box. And all of a sudden, the light bulb come on. Chris is like, hang on, I have a TiVo box in my man cave, which he only used for the football. I did put a series link on Singletown. And lo and behold, David... They're all there. So we have been <laughs> saved. And it, it was great because we didn't, it wasn't just one of our listeners. We've had a few, haven't we, mentioned different ways to get it. One of them was like, you can watch a Zoom thing. Well, that was pretty much what me and you did, Dave, didn't we? I yeah, Zoomed in, yeah. put the thing on. So thank you. Uh, was it Dav who who'd sent us the Dav, message? Dav, yeah. Saying, Dav yeah, so Thank you very much, Dav. Hennessy G reached out as well. So thanks ever so much. And you know what, Chris, at, at times, I mean, we know we get lots of uh, interaction, lots of listeners for Love Island. And then, you know, doing something, a smaller show like Singletown, you're not quite sure are you speaking into the void? Is anyone listening? But yeah, it seems like just breaking out the violins, we've had people reaching out saying they're loving the show. And so it's absolutely brilliant. It, it massages our egos a little bit as well, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, growing by the day, my friend. Growing by, no, it is. It's lovely. It really is because we didn't want to just not do it, and we were we were actually putting notes together and trying to summarize. Won't we finding clips off YouTube? Track. We know we'd reached out to Charlie as well, haven't we? To ask him, is it available anywhere? We, you know what I mean. So it's so. It's, what I would say is, we, we kind of spoiled ourselves, didn't we? Yeah. Because, so we thought, there's various things on YouTube. So the one that we could find was Elliot and Charlie. Um, so we could, you can go and you can see what their whole story is. So this is before we'd kind of watched episode 10. And so, unfortunately, before we watched the episode, we already knew what the outcome was going to be. But, fortunately, we couldn't find the others. So... You know, we we're sort of we're spoiled, but just for the one episode. So you know, we've got five more episodes to go, and I can't wait. I'm really excited. But Chris, I have to say, there's other exciting news as well. Is there? (laughs) So fresh, hot off the press, right? Just this afternoon, Love Island put a tweet out. From the 15th of June, they're going to be showing Love Island Australia. Dave, thy inner excitement is boiling over. Now, it's obviously not a new excitement in your voice there. (laughs) Genuinely, you know, we've reviewed season two, Dave, and I don't think they're making a new one. Please, for the love of God, tell me it's season one. So I don't actually know. (laughs) I was trying to to scroll down and it doesn't really say. Um, So we're either going to have like a rerun of season two I would think they're going to start with season one, though, wouldn't they? The one that you were always raving about, where it's all kicking off and everything. 
I know. And you know what? When you watch it and you go, Chris, you fucking idiot. You, it's absolutely shit. <laughs> that's, that's my worry. But Well, I do that, that every was... week on the fucking VHS <laughs> yeah, yeah. every time you recommend a movie. And, and what was that other? That fucking shit, that, that Housewives of Cheshire, right? And then you recommended <laughs> another one to me. What was it? Not selling up. Selling uh, sunset, uh, selling sunset on Netflix. Dude. I lasted five fucking minutes of that shit. <laughs> it's what dreams are made of, Dave. You know I mean? It's it's a very fucking Housewives of Cheshire sort of feel to it, and I was like, nope, nope, I'm not in. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. So we started watching um, uh, 60, 60 days in. I think it is. Yep. So, uh, and that is far, far better. You know, it's it's not dating, not the consensual kind, anyway. But you know, they get put into uh, uh, these contestants get put into a real prison, kind of undercover. It is fucking batshit crazy. Watched a couple of episodes of it, and I just, I just can't believe what I'm seeing. I can't believe they allow it. You know, and and where it's going to go. So uh, yeah, I absolutely loving that one. So. Fuck the other one, a new recommendation for that. <laughs> Shit. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> when we spoke about this, because I love the first three series of 60 Days In, and I've never watched, there's been six series, so these three I've got to catch up on, but the, the whole idea of it is fantastic, Dave. It really is. I love it. I love it. And it's the scary, it's because there's an edge to it, because at any point someone could get done over, and that's like that's why you watch, I think, more and more. Yeah, no, it's, and you've got, you know, people's perceptions of what prison's like, you know, in particular, well, there's two people I really fear for. There's a teacher who just, uh, his head's in the clouds. It doesn't seem to be in the real world. You know, he's he's getting ready and prepped to go in there and he's asking if he can bring in his soft bristle toothbrush. <laughs> it's like, are you really getting this? And then there's like this little sort of dainty uh, 25-year-old mum uh, who's got this perception that prison's really easy? It's like basically a holiday camp and everything, and and it's like, oh fucking hell, these these guys might really be in trouble. So yeah, no, definitely. If you want something a bit different, sixty days in on Netflix, that that's another good one to watch as well. It is, to be fair, and it might be something we do later on down the line after we've finished Labour of Love and that, Dave, because it is a corking uh, concept. Well, with with Love Island Australia potentially back on, I think you know, I think we'll be doing that. Like I say, we we tend to keep around the dating thing, don't we? And you know, yeah, I'm only two episodes in, so there's there's been a hint of some dating in the prison, <laughs> but um, yeah, could be a bit different. Bit of a different no show comment. for us, Chris. No, no comment. Having the, the foresight of watching it, Dave. Anyway, yep. so we are on episode six of Single Town today. Uh, episode six, episode ten. Sorry, of Single Town. It's the love lock. It was at the end of this episode. Where do you want to start, Dave? Well, there's quite a lot that happened, wasn't there? So I figured rather than step through the entire show. So, I mean, they they both, the Seasiders, uh, Seasiders, that's a third group that aren't on this show. The Riversiders (laughs) and the Citysiders, you know, both got to go out on a night on the town. You know, leading up to that, they're stressing a bit about this love locket ceremony. So, you know, they all seem quite stressed. And and in following with what we'd said in episode nine, you know, Jeremiah seems like a completely different person from the one we met in episode one. You know, he seems genuinely concerned about how he's coming across and taking Selin's feelings into account. But um, there was some other behavior. Now, what I figured, Chris, is if we start with the love locket ceremony, so start at the end kind of thing, and then we'll go through each couple and then what their kind of highlights were through the episode. 
So a okay. little bit different. So, I mean, we started off with Meg and Nat. Now, I, I'll, I'll say straight off the bat, Chris, that Meg has a superpower that she can shoot down any bloke and any chat up line that comes her way flat dead within two or three sentences, I think. Nat, on the other hand, has a slightly different approach, doesn't he? He's a bit more open, I think. What What do you make of Nat's uh, highlights through the episode? Dave, he's not a bit more open. He just doesn't give a shit about anybody but himself. And <laughs> when they were doing the love locket ceremony and he was giving Megan the puppy dog eyes, I'm really sorry, I've messed up. That didn't look to me like that was the first time he'd said that to her. She looked absolutely broken. He went, have you kissed someone? And she went, no, I haven't. You know, and it's like, he doesn't care. When them two girls were there, and that girl went, well, can you get us as a package? Fucking all the dollar signs were going. He was fucking wondering how many fucking packs he had in his wallet. He didn't <laughs> give a fuck about Megan. And, and and I think he's, and then he, he's shown remorse, but then in the VT after the love locket, because obviously they both picked to stay in. There was no hearts in the locket. Um, he, he was like, well, I'll do what's best for me. And I'm like, you're just like a walking contradiction. You, you're telling her you're sorry. But the next minute you go, don't want to give a shit. If, if I think he's right, I'm going for it. It's like, just cut your losses. It's the, he's not interested. They're never going to get back together. As, as far as I can see, unless he's an absolute coming to Jesus moment in these next four or five episodes. But he's literally just out for himself. And I actually think, as I do not like George one bit. I think his whole attitude, the aggressiveness of his finger. But I actually think in some respects, Nat is worse, to be honest, Dave. Yeah. I mean, Nat had been on a few dates with, was it Ellis? The, yeah. the lady, the brunette um from Essex um but as soon as like you say the two blonde girls uh, and it, they're like what's your type oh yeah blonde you know <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> the ones who are stood in front of me but yeah he ended up snogging the face off Daniele uh, to me he looked genuinely remorseful you know like a, a little naughty schoolboy or something but you're right I don't think that's that's maybe the first time that he said that but uh, on the flip side Chris it is single town. And so is he not just embracing it? Dave's been... <laughs> he has been embracing Yeah. All right. Playing devil's advocate, he may be embracing it, but... And anything he can then... get his hands on. Anyway. And anything else he can get his hands on, yeah. But, but... <laughs> very good. You're right. But no, but why even put the girl through that if that's the case? I don't get his motive at all. He just seems completely devious and deceptive we've seen some of the bust-ups he's had with people like selling and that he, he just seems very very arrogant and i'm hoping that watching this and and you know this was filmed like seven eight months ago he may have like grown up a little bit we all have stupid things we do dave when we're younger we all do we all do it now we're yeah. 40 odd so uh, when you're younger you, you can well as you're older you look back and go god fuck me what the hell's it doing so i'm just hoping that he does do a bit of growing up because it just seems really toxic the relationship just and i could be completely wrong i'm happy for someone to correct me but i don't think he's been loyal to it at all despite the fact that um there was mention about her talking to some guy sort of uh, texting and stuff like that at the mm. start of the show. I think it, by the looks of it, he's a lot more, um, he's been a lot more unfaithful than she has. Well, so obviously we don't know that. It does come across that way, to be honest. He's incredibly flirty. Now, I still maintain he's got no chat, but what he does is he'll say something. He'll try and be a bit cheeky and then just laugh at himself. Like, you know, that he's being cheeky. So it's not like, it's not chat. There's nothing witty about it. There's nothing interesting, but he's ripped. 
he's good looking, he's tall, he, he's got everything. So, you know, the girls don't really care. And uh, yeah, I, I just don't see. So they both voted to stay in single town, didn't they? They had the empty locket. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see any future for this couple at all. I, I don't see anything redeemable about them. It does come across like a toxic relationship and they'll both be better. I just hope Meg actually kind of starts to embrace it a bit because you, the way she's reacted to, you know, the other guys who try and talk to her seems like her head is still with Nat, even though she yeah. knows really that there's no hope with this, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're just flogging a dead horse. Now, now also, Dave, the next one, was selling in Jeremiah. Now, I didn't know what to expect was going to come out of this at all. Jeremiah has been a completely different character, whereas selling is just harboring an absolute grudge, quite rightly, because he did kiss somebody, he kissed that Emily in the first episode. However, I was slightly off the selling train on this one, Dave, in this episode. I think she's, I think this grudge that she's holding against him at some point, you've got to start. Stop it. And I think she was quite childish. She did call herself out when they did the love locket. So they both picked uh, an empty box. And she said, you know, I want a real man. I've been a woman to you for seven years, blah, blah, blah. But then she, she re- it's like a dog with a bone. So I think when you piss her off, Dave, it takes literally the foring of the fucking, uh, the icebergs for her to actually come round. Because I just think it's, it's becoming a bit of a broken record now. We're 10 episodes in. It's like, if you want him, she obviously does. Everything revolves around getting one over on him. Just do it. That's it. You either draw a line in the sand and split up or you try and make a go of it. I'm not saying he's innocent at all, but he does seem to be making more of the effort at the moment. Yeah, I agree. And it's not like women to hold a grudge, is it? (laughs) (laughs) I did say that day. One star review coming right up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't understand women. We've already had that review, David. I know, right I know. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I agree. I think she's come across as childish. I don't actually know what Jeremiah could do any different. And I, that's not to say that I think he's um, he's been an angel, We've, you know, we've called it out, haven't we? In those early episodes, he was bang out of order. But then to go through one love locket ceremony and then pretty much not put a foot wrong after that, I think she's she's either got to make her mind up. Is she is she just going to beat him up forever? <laughs> you know, yeah. or are they actually going to move on? And I'm not convinced they're going to move on just yet. But. I mean, Jeremiah seemed, you know, he, he was genuinely nervous, wasn't he? Building up to it. He met that girl, Charlotte, and, and you know, that he'd been on the date with uh, the O2 and that. And she was even saying, you know, he, he just doesn't seem interested, does he? You know, he's, he's yeah. not into it at all. So just go with selling. So I, leading up to it, I wasn't sure if he was going to stay or, or go, but... Yeah, they both opted to stay. I mean, they they are an interesting couple, aren't they? Because I can't really call it which way is it going to go. Um, but yeah, I just... Pff, which way do you think it's going to go, Chris? If I'm a betting man at the moment, I don't think they'll be together. I think he's going to pick a heart and she isn't. Now, what happens over the next four or five episodes, I... Honestly, don't know, but I think it's you've like I say, you've got to draw a line in the sand at the moment. I'd say no, Dave. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, um, 
I'd be in, inclined to agree, to be honest. So, yeah, let's let's go with they're not. Yeah. Now, the next ones up were Rob and Claudia. Now, again, I can't, I'm not sure I can call these either. Um, uh, this this is a bizarre couple. And, and again, I, I, coming back to a comment I made a, a few episodes ago, the what came across on episode one, apart from, I would say, Jeremiah and uh, and Selling, and what we'll talk about in a minute, there's a, there's another couple which I, I was a bit surprised about the outcome. These, Rob and Claudia seem to have carried on the trajectory right from episode one. So in episode one, it, it came across to me that Rob didn't actually really want to do this. You know, it, it was Claudia who, who was all in for it and for whatever reason wanted to do it. And even at the end of that first episode, when she saw him talking to some girl, you know, she's uh, she's all tears, but then she just wants to enjoy herself. And she's saying on her own, she's got the confidence and stuff. She's going on the date. She went on the date with Bailey. I'm not sure about this Bailey chap. He, <laughs> what, what his deal is, you know, he's saying about, uh, you know, if she's not interested in Rob, you know, he's got a spare room. She can move in there. Just, it's something off about Bailey for me, but what what do you make to to Rob and Claudia? Well, Rob, you know, he'd had a call with his parents Annie earlier in the show, and he was crying then. And and then when you watch the dates and everything, and and the, sorry, the love locket ceremony, he picked the heart, Claudia didn't, and he was devastated, wasn't he? And then yeah. obviously she got upset, and you know Emily came in and uh, hugged her. And I've got to say, Dave, and I know I've been hard on it. Emily played a blinder, but also pissed me off her and Joel because I also think once the couples make a decision on what they're going to do when they walk off or they've got to stand there and they go, right, you can go. They're so patronising. They're so mm. unconvincing that they give a shit about what's happening in these couples. It's just like, give me a fucking paycheck. I'll pretend <laughs> uh, I'm really interested because they're not interested one fucking bit. The only time I thought they were really being themselves was the last couple which we'll get onto when when the, the outcome came that was pretty sweet but other than that don't give a fuck and when she was doing impressions of them all i was like joel she just sounds nothing like him her mum's an impressionist a comedian she, she's not i was like emily please be quiet <laughs> so uh, i'm sorry dave i've really got it in for them both they were really pissing me off this episode it was just so insincere i think you have but but where do you think you know it, it's clear rob is gutted you know, he was in tears when he, like you say, when he, he was on the phone to his parents. Where do you think Claudia is, though? What do you think she actually wants to happen? What's the outcome she's looking for from this this experience? I'm not sure because I actually quite like Rob. I wasn't sure of him in the first episode, but I think I've said to you before, he, he seems a voice of reason. He's very upfront. He's very honest. He seems to analyse stuff very well. Even his own relationship, he said he doesn't want to go on any more dates. He just wants her. I don't know, Dave. I don't know if she's just bored of him. And it's like, I just want something else. I want to be with somebody else. I want to experience something else. Because it, I, I don't know what, in a real-world situation, he, he can offer. Obviously, we don't know what's happened before off-camera or anything. She's obviously... I think slightly, Dave, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think she's suffering with a bit of depression as well because it, some of the things she's saying are, are pretty much trigger words for there is other issues there. So I'd hate to think she was going through something, but I just don't know what... She really wants to be honest. I don't know about depression, but it, it comes across as a huge lack of self esteem to me. And she's mm. looking to get that from going out on these dates, getting all these compliments from these other blokes. Chris, if I was on a show 
and some other fucker was arranging all these dates for me. And, you know, their, their target was to make me feel good and, like, try and get on the show a bit more. I'd feel pretty fucking confident as well. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if she's being a bit seduced by the whole experience. And it is like a, a lack of self-confidence for me. She seems to have, she seems to feel like she's missed out on something. You know, she hasn't been single. Chris, I spent plenty of time in single town. It's fucking shit. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it sucks. Um, I, I, on, unless my, what she really means being single, she means like playing the field a, a bit, I guess. But, you know, I, I just don't, I can't call this one either. But I, if I was to try, if I would, you were to put a gun to my head and I had to make a call now, then I think Claudia is just going to probably enjoy single life a bit too much. Get out in the real world and find out it's not quite that easy as when you've got a couple of people setting up all your dates for you. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't see any hope for these. And and again, Rob might have been a. She seems to be implying Rob's a bit of a um, boring see you next Tuesday, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. I, I just think he just seems like a salt of the earth bloke to me. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, and and yeah, I feel a bit sorry for him to be honest. Yeah, I did. I, I felt sorry for him. However, Dave. We move on to the next couple. George, fuck me. The, 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 honestly, I can't feel anything for this kid at all. He, he goes about his business in a completely wrong fucking way. <laughs> it, it's an absolute farce. They, they, you know, we go together, the love locket thing. He's already gone on that date with uh, that girl again, getting more information about Mason. You know, What was her name? She, Maureen, it was. Maureen, and, yep. and he's... He's just—he's just not a nice person. I'm sorry, he's not. You know what? I still say these sort of dating shows. If I'd have been watching these when I was younger, I think this would have helped me. I think just navigate life and and not just romantic relationships, but relationships in general. I think through life, I've kind of uh, learned things through trial and error. But learning from other people's mistakes is quite handy as well. George feels like the victim in all of this. But like you said, he's going about it in completely the wrong way. It was so transparent. The only reason he went on that date with Maureen was to was to basically pump her for information, pun intended, yeah. about Mason. But then snogged her and then had the audacity to have a go at Sophie. He snogged about two or three girls in this whole experiment. <laughs> yeah, you know. with, his, with his shirt on when he went for the first date with Sophie. And so yeah, exactly. it was just fucking strange. And he gets, even when he was talking to Maureen, though, I was a bit surprised that she did snog him because he was still sort of saying about, you know, I need to know that there's a nice person that, that's going to be with her. Bullshit. You don't fucking care. You just you just want her back and you just want some ammunition to throw at her so you can kill off that relationship. Hopefully be the, that shoulder to cry on, make her feel fucking shit about herself so that she comes back to you. That is grade A fucking manipulative behavior. And it is, it's not necessarily, I'm not going to hold it against him as a person, right? I think he'll look back at this and realize, you know, that is not the way to behave and hopefully he'll learn from it. But yeah, he's he's coming across like a bit of a twat at the minute, isn't he? 
fucking hell, yeah, just a little bit. And you're right. He, he said it, didn't he? He was like, well, I just need to know. And she's like, it's not your decision what she's going to do. She'll find that out for herself. And he's like, yeah. well, I'll tell her. I'm going to tell her. And then he did tell her. They get to love locket ceremony. And what, what gets me is she's dead sweet. She's got this, like, smile consistently, hasn't she? She's only 18. She's like, look, I just want you to be happy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and he's like, yeah, okay. And then, then all of a sudden, he just switches to completely aggressive. Yeah. Once, once she bins him off and says, look, we're not right at the moment. If we get back together down the line. So she's giving him a little bit of a crumb. Whether that's right, I don't know. Whether it's just a case of she felt she had to. I, I, I think she probably should have just cut him off. But as soon as there was no way back, he just turned that aggressive. He tells her about Mason and all that. And it's like, you're a fucking dick. And then after on the VT, he's going... Oh yeah, well I'm going to be tonguing other girls as well. I'm, like, I'm single. I'm like, yeah. you're a knobhead, mate. And whoever gets with you needs to have a serious look at themselves at the moment because you need to grow up, completely grow up. What what he said was as well. He said you could have let me down easy, like I let you. And it's like, what? When when did yeah. that happen? What what are you talking about? Again, it just it irritates me, irks me, Chris. That they're in fucking single town, but they're not. This is Temptation Island, isn't it? You know, yeah. they think they are coupled up. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a reaction like that. But you know, to be honest, I, I think I think Sophie's head's gone with Mason anyway. It'll be interesting how that you know little bombshell, how that develops, and uh, you know how that affects Sophie and Mason's relationship. But I, I think I don't know. Maybe in the outside world, that, that's worked for people in the short term. Um, but I can't see that's ever a good way to to win someone back, you know? No, I totally agree. It's absolutely farcical. And, and at the moment, I'm very much like he's coming in saloon and it's like, I don't at the door fucking hit you on the way out, mate, because he's just really, really not nice. I mean, Emily give him a hug at the end, but she don't give two shits about him. I'm completely convinced she hates him and it's all just like, because he's on her side sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, what, what we go from that day, which was just a completely horrible, aggressive, toxic ending to the end of the show, which I think was pretty sweet, to be honest. So we've got Charlie and Elliot. Yeah. Now, again, producers playing with us a bit here because I couldn't call this one. And again, it seemed like one of those relationships that were just a bit too far down the road. You have to build those relationships on trust. If you don't have trust, you don't really have any good solid foundations to build anything long lasting on there. And, you know, Elliot went on another date with Mitch you know, and I, actually, I think Mitch was starting to get a bit, <laughs> a bit irritated slightly by Elliot constantly going on about Charlie. But in trying to kind of reassure Mitch, Elliot's basically saying, "Well, you know, I, I think you could be my soulmate." You know, using some pretty strong wording, and uh, you know, at that point in the first half of the show, in, in fact, right up until the ceremony, I'm thinking, "Yeah, Elliot's gone." And then Charlie, he went on a date as well, didn't he? And, you know, he was saying about, you know, the other guy was saying, you know, it'd be good to stay connected, even if it's just a friendly thing. He's like, don't friend zone me just yet. You know, so he seems quite open as well. But then, bang, they both choose to love locket and choose to leave Singletown together. And you're right, I felt it, it was really sweet. It was good. They were so happy, you know, once they'd made that decision, weren't they? It was quite emotional. But yeah, I honestly, Chris, didn't see it coming. I didn't. I'm with you on that. I was completely blown away. And I felt for Charlie because he was like, thank you, thank you. You know, he was genuinely um, 
he just didn't want anything else. But Elliot, like you say, he'd, he'd kiss Mitch and then all of it, he, all he could do was talking about Charlie. What, what I found was a bit naughty was Sally was like really giving him shit. And I'm like, you're, you're in no position to give him shit because obviously his best friend arrived and they were having a chin wag in his bedroom. But she was like really digging in. Elliot, oh, so you're yeah. going to stay with him now? And you're like, why are you being so fucking aggressive? You sort yourself out. It's not. That's yeah. why I sort of started turning off from selling. Like, now I'm not interested in what what you're selling at the moment. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. You're not interested in what selling selling, are you? Yeah, you like that. <laughs> yeah, you like that. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, I'd forgotten about that. So Elliot was saying like he was having dreams about Mitch and and stuff. So yeah, all all the signals were for me. That they were going to stay in Singletown and and explore the you know those other relationships more, but um, yeah, I mean, good luck to him. You know, it seemed like a sweet ending, and it looks like Chris for the next time. Then we're going to have another couple. We're going to have an all female couple coming in this time. Yeah, I think it called her Ella Joy and Kira who are coming in. So that'll be interesting to see what happens with them, Dave. Because obviously four episodes left. They're going to have to throw a few dates their way, aren't they, to cram them in? So um, we'll see how that one plays out. But I don't think we're going to hear the end of everyone else. George is just going to keep fucking plugging away. And unfortunately, he's here to the duration because they're never getting back together. So no. I'm not as well. So it, it's, yeah, it's going to be great TV, great to watch. But my God, it's, it's going to be depressing if people just keep doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, and I hope it's it's not. I mean, 15 episodes of that toxicity it's a bit too much, isn't it? I mean, we yeah. we sort of laugh and, you know, obviously I keep coming back to Love Island, but they have a good turnover of contestants, don't they? And people constantly getting voted off and stuff and, you know, recouplings and, and it keeps it interesting. But just to have that negativity and toxicity around this one couple all the time, I don't see it's good for them. And I'm a bit bored by it now. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. But it has been better days since it's got to the halfway point. I must admit, it's becoming a lot more enjoyable. He seems to have found a bit of a rhythm now, which is good. Yep, yep. Well, mate, it has been a pleasure again. I didn't think we'd be able to record this episode, but it's been brilliant too. And uh, yeah, so for episode 11, I'll see you on Zoom again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so guys thank you so much for getting in contact with us we really appreciate everyone reaching out because it would have been possible for us to finish this series and we're damn well we're going to finish it in the next week or so so uh, as always if you've got any questions you want to throw anything our way at cd reality cast on twitter cd reality cast at gmail.com and as always drop us a review if you can on your podcast catching up Okay, Dave, so I'll see you on Zoom tomorrow, my friend. Bring the popcorn. Oh, aye. It's going to be good. (laughs) All right, see you tomorrow, mate. Bye now. Bye. Bye.